Hi everyone, welcome to Therapish, where we discuss relationships through the lens of pop culture and the world around us. It's not therapy, but I am a licensed therapist. Hi everyone, today I wanted to talk about what do we do when someone says something hurtful? We have a lot of choices. What do we do when someone says, I think you suck? (laughs) Okay, maybe not as direct. Maybe they say a mean comment or someone just says something that doesn't feel so good. Maybe they make a joke that goes a little too far. Not that that happened any time recently in the news. The point is, what do we do when we hear something that hurts our feelings or hurts the feelings of someone we care and love about? What do we do? We really have a choice. I think that's the number one thing we need to stop and realize. We can either do something that we may not feel so great about later, or we can do something that we may feel better about later. Us as humans, we tend to swing from one extreme to another. So for example, we'll go from being passive to being aggressive. And we don't really know how to land in the middle, which is actually assertive. So let me give you the definitions of each one. I define passive as respecting only the other person in a situation. For example, I'm going to take the show I'm watching now, Bridgerton. In Bridgerton, there's a character, I think her name is Penelope or Pen or something. And she has a friend, Eloise, who always pulls her away. Pen will be talking to somebody And Eloise comes and just says like, hey, come over here. And like physically pulls her away from anything she's ever doing. And there are times, I think Penelope probably likes it. They're good friends. As I'm saying Penelope, I have no idea if that's her name. It's the redhead in Bridgerton. But anyway, okay. Sometimes she's probably happy to go talk to her friend. But I also think many times she's in the middle of a conversation. I mean, there's one point where she's talking to a a person that she likes. She kind of has a, a crush on. And Eloise comes and grabs her and she doesn't say anything. She just says, okay, not even, she doesn't even say anything. She literally just goes with it. Another example of being passive is an episode from Friends. There's an episode where Phoebe tells Rachel that she's a pushover. And as the episode progresses, you see examples of Rachel being passive slash pushover. One example is I think that her and Monica want to go get lunch. And Monica says, what do you want to go eat? And I don't know what Rachel says, like Chinese, Mexican, whatever she says. And Monica's like, no, no, we're just going to go do what I want. And Rachel's just like, okay, that's very passive. I mean, she could say, well, no, Monica, you know, I'm really in the mood for whatever food I was into or whatever it is or whatever. But she just says, okay, whatever you want. Like she doesn't really speak up for herself. And granted, that may be a battle not worth picking, but there's more examples of her being passive throughout the episode. The other one is, I think it's uh, she's sitting at the couch in the cafe and Phoebe comes over and says, oh, I was sitting there before you. That's my seat. And Rachel just gets up and says, oh, of course, here, here's your seat. And it, it's really silly because for Phoebe to act as if once she gets up, it's still her chair, it doesn't work like that. It isn't assigned seating. It's ridiculous. Rachel could have said something like, well, actually, Phoebe, you got up and I'm sitting here now. Just grab one of the other chairs. But instead, she just says, okay, whatever. And so passive is a funny thing because sometimes we choose to be passive, meaning we decide it's a battle not worth picking. And we say, you know, whatever, like this isn't a priority for me. I don't care about this situation. Do whatever you want. Sometimes I think we do care and we're just not standing up for ourselves or we're not advocating for ourselves. And that, that is, I think, when we start entering the zone of being passive. It reminds me of Michelle Obama's really famous line when she said, when they go low, we go high. I've heard people tell me that they are being passive because they're going high. And I, you know, again, I think it could be misinterpreted. I don't think Michelle Obama meant don't respect yourself, only respect the other person. I don't think that's what she meant. I think she meant 
act in a way that you feel you're being respectful for yourself and for them. I think that's what it means to go high, to be respectful to both people, to feel good about how you handled the situation, to walk away from the situation with pride versus shame and regret and embarrassment. I do think some people interpret passive as being silent and taking the high road. And and I really just want to reiterate, it's only taking the high road if that is acting with respect to you. If it's not, then that's being passive, which is not the same as taking the high road. Now I'm going to go ahead and swing like the pendulum to the other extreme and define what does it mean to be aggressive. Aggressive is when someone does not respect themselves or the other person involved. There's a lot of examples from TV around this because aggressive people tend to make really good TV villains. So one example that really comes to my mind right off the bat, I can, honestly, there's like tons of names coming to me, but one is if you guys ever watch the show Entourage, there's a character named Ari Gold, and all he does is just curse out people. Like he's just like, you son of a, you F word this and F bomb that and blah, 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 blah. He does not know how to talk to people with respect. He has no understanding of that. All he does is curse, yell, raise his voice. That's how he talks. It makes for really great comedy, but none of us want to deal with him in real life. I mean, he would be a really scary person to get to know. He's funny on TV. It's hilarious. But no, aggressive characters are not people we feel safe with. Another one is Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. When someone does something, he reacts I mean, he's a mobster, so he reacts with killing, right? He goes really far. And I just, I keep thinking of different villains. One is Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones. She's the ultimate aggressive character. She literally, her answer is just like killing people and taking over things and just destroying. And I don't care your feelings or anything. Just destroy, destroy, destroy. Now I'm going to bring it down a notch from a super aggressive character. This is another character who I don't think means to be such a villain, but Paris from Gilmore Girls is a really good example. Anybody who does anything to her crosses her. She reacts really strongly. She reacts in a really disrespectful manner. She'll yell. She'll raise her voice. She'll label. She'll be like, you're a goody two-shoe. You're this or that. I mean, she just really gets really mean. And I think she acts really regretfully, which is part of the definition of being aggressive. It's when you're acting disrespectful, not only the other person, you're not giving them any respect. You're either cursing at them, raising your voice, sometimes being physical. You're not acting with respect towards them at all. And I think also equally importantly, you're not acting with respect to yourself at all. I mean, quite the opposite. You're showing that you don't know how to handle things rationally. You're basically communicating. I get emotionally triggered and the emotions then navigate my decisions. I don't know how to rein them in. You're basically communicating to people that your rational thought doesn't really navigate a lot of your decisions when you act aggressive. If Paris is one of those characters, I think that as time goes on, she realizes that she's more aggressive than she needs to be and she apologizes and so on, but she struggles with it. Now I'm gonna go to assertive. What does assertive mean? So assertive is the balance. It means you're respecting the other person and you're respecting yourself. So it's not passive because there you're only respecting the other person. And it's definitely not aggressive because in aggressive, you're not respecting anybody. So for example, if someone says something you don't like, you can say, hey, I understand where you're coming from. I understand you have a different opinion. My opinion is actually so-and-so. And I think it's okay that we both have different opinions. The idea again is that you are acting in respect to them and to yourself. There's a lot of characters on TV. I could think about this. I'm going to start with Rory Gilmore just because we just talked about Paris. Rory's a pretty assertive character. She tries to see both sides. She acts pretty respectfully. Tyrion Lannister is a great one from Game of Thrones. He's the one that everyone comes for for advice. And he's the one that 
again, he gets like teased and so on a lot. And sometimes he probably does get a little passive with that. Or maybe there are some examples of him even being aggressive. I am laughing at myself though for using him as an example because I'm pretty sure he does kill somebody at one point and that's really not assertive. <laughs> but in Game of Thrones land, killing only one person is not that bad. <laughs> so I do still think he's somewhat assertive relative to all the characters he's surrounded with, which is kind of hilarious to think about. But for the most part, the way he handles situations is by being assertive. He kind of knows how to give himself respect and value his own opinion. And he also helps when he advises people, he helps them respect themselves and also sees how he can respect the other people. Now, they, they may not necessarily follow his advice because he does have aggressive people who, who he's giving advice to. So it doesn't always work, but at least he tries. There's so many different people that come to my mind around assertive characters. I think Jane from Jane the Virgin, she normally tries to stand up for herself and be respectful to people she's dealing with. Even her mom on Jane the Virgin is really great, also tries to be pretty respectful. There's a grandmother that's probably sometimes a little more passive or aggressive in all honesty. There's just a lot of characters, I think, that we could really take on. You know, when we have a situation that we don't like how someone acted, we have to really think about how do we be assertive? How do we give them respect and give ourselves respect? Because it's really important to do both. You want to walk out of a situation saying, I acted in respect to both of us. It's okay to not love what you said and to have new ideas about it, but you don't want to leave and say, wow, I completely didn't stand up for myself or I only, I actually completely was really aggressive. I was insulting them and I was rude. I didn't navigate this with any of my executive thinking. I purely used emotions. We don't want that to happen. There's kind of a recent situation that happened in the media. I feel like this example is the new we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Will and Jada and Chris Rock, right? Like that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking because I just feel like it's a really raw issue. It touches on so many parts from race and women and men and et cetera, et cetera. It's just, it touches so many issues. So it feels really raw and it's also really recent. It happened only a little bit over a week ago. So I'm bringing it up because Will Smith had a really aggressive response towards Chris Rock joke. Will Smith was flat out completely aggressive. He was disrespectful in the way that he treated himself, definitely in the way that he treated Chris Rock. Some people believe it was also disrespectful to Jada. Some believe it was protective. That depends on your opinion. What kind of people do we want in our lives? Do we want people who are aggressive? Do we want people who are assertive? Do we want people who are passive? I mean, I think the obvious answer is the balance, right? We want people who are assertive because that is where we feel the safest. But why do we feel the safest with assertiveness? Why wouldn't you want somebody to go, you know, punch someone out whenever they, you know, hear something mean about you? Or I think the answer is that people, in order to feel safe, need things to be predictable. One of the problems with being aggressive is that people around you don't know when you're going to be aggressive and when you're not going to be aggressive, meaning you're less dependable now. You're not as predictable anymore. So sometimes maybe you'll react with your rational thinking and they know that you'll handle the situation well and calmly, potentially assertively. However, they also know that you have the ability to be aggressive and therefore they're potentially going to be nervous. They're not going to know when are you going to be assertive, when are you going to be aggressive. The more unpredictable you are, the less safe people will feel around you. A good example here is I once saw someone who had a boyfriend who really had a history of physical altercations. He used to get in fights and I mean, he almost searched for them, bar fights or whatnot. He was showing his manliness or masculinity to her by being like, oh, what? Someone said what? I'll go get them, right? 
And meanwhile, she was like, no, I'm actually not sharing anything with you because anytime I tell you anything, you try to fight them. And that didn't make her feel safe. She felt scared. She's like, I don't know if you're going to get hurt. What if I end up in this fight somehow? What if other innocent people do? I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to take you to the hospital. I mean, she felt really scared. These situations did not make her feel like this person is a masculine hero protector. It made her feel quite the opposite, that this is a person who is emotionally charged, navigates their decisions from their emotions, and can't really be trusted to stay calm and dependable and stable. It's, it, it showed her instability. She actually, in this example, ended up leaving this person. There's a, a Sex and City episode where Charlotte, one of the characters, she's, I don't, I, something happens at a restaurant. I don't really remember what it is. Like someone says something to her or something that isn't the nicest thing. And this other guy hears it and he punches him out. And he's like, I'm here, you know, total hero complex. He's like, I'm here to save you. And Charlotte's kind of like, he like, that's so cute, ha, 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 right? She kind of continues dating this guy. And everywhere she goes, he's getting into fights. And he becomes really unpredictable. I mean, it's predictable in the sense that she knows he's predictably going to probably find someone to punch out. But it's also unpredictable because she doesn't know what's going to set him off. She has no idea. At one point, a waiter just does something or a stranger on the street bumps into her completely accidentally and this guy goes off. So Charlotte ends up stopping to date him because she realizes he is not in it for the relationship. He's in it for the this hero complex that he's trying to prove masculinity or whatever it is. I mean, he's in it for the fight. It's not even about seeing her. Because when you're with somebody, you want to see them. You want to help them feel safe and secure and comfortable in the space with you. In order to make them feel safe, there's a certain expectation that you will be stable. And yeah, you can make mistakes. We can all make mistakes. We could act a little aggressively sometimes, like have a strong reaction, or sometimes be passive and then later come back and be like, you know what, I was thinking about it. And I actually do have an opinion about this. And I actually do care about so and so or whatever. It's okay to make mistakes. You know, this takes us back preschool days. Keep your hands on your own body. The only disclaimer to this is if you're forced into a situation where you have to physically self-defend yourself or somebody you care about. And also if it's with consent, like some sort of, I don't know, karate meet or jiu-jitsu or something like that. It has to either be complete self-defense that you have no other choice. You've already used all the other choices or again, consensual. The way to successfully navigate this world is by respecting yourself in situations, acting in ways that you're proud of yourself. You could sometimes say, I could have done better. That's okay. Let's act in a way that we feel good about. And equally importantly, let's walk away and say, I treated that person as best as I could in the situation. It doesn't have to be with our hands or our bodies, let alone our fists. We have to be able to communicate with people with our words. Again, I'm going back to preschool days. Keep your hands on your own bodies and use your words. When you hear something that doesn't jive with you, do you want to be on the passive side? Do you want to be on the aggressive side? And what does that mean if you choose those things? Are you using your rational thought when you're making those decisions? Right? Are you rationally saying, you know what, I don't deserve any respect. I'm going to do this. Or are you saying, you know, neither of us deserve any respect. I'm going to do that. No, that's not rational thinking. That means you're navigating those decisions emotionally which means you need to stop and take a breath and calm down. Come back to the situation when you're able to act rationally. Once you are rational, you will make the decision probably to be assertive. I deserve respect and they deserve respect. Until next time. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes and the information in it does not constitute 
or is not intended as therapy. If you are experiencing a clinical issue that was discussed on the show, please talk to your doctor for therapist referral.